Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and the unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepy or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of This American Life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. In this episode, we talk to my friend Andrew Smith, the curator of the Flatwoods Monster Museum, and we have a really awesome discussion about everything that you can expect when you get in the museum, and maybe a few other things that you won't be expecting, but uh, it's a really good interview. What do you think, Hazen? Well, you heard it there. It's going to be amazing, so... Sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. The end. All right, well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the privilege of having with me uh, Mr. Andrew Smith, the executive director of the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau and curator of the Flatwoods Monster Museum. That is amazing. Is there anything else that you would want to uh, put into your introduction, sir? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I would. I almost want to throw in um, filmmaker, but I made one short film, and it's not incredible. Um, but uh, but I would like it if your if your listeners would go watch it. But otherwise, you pretty well have it covered. Perfect. And we are actually going to, we're going to hit that later. So don't worry that that is def that's an awesome film. But, uh, first thing I need to get off, off of, um, I need to figure out, figure out one thing. I need to get this off my chest. So the moth boys being sponsored by Braxton County, is this actually, this is a legit thing. Yeah. Cause I checked with Jacob and he said it's legit, but I want to check both sides here. Like it's legit. Yep, it's legit. That's amazing. How cool is that, dude? 
Did yeah. you have to go through lots of red tape to get that happening? You're like, Hey, I'm, these guys are cool. Let's do it. No, not really. Um, you know, there's kind of a, a, a limit to how much money I can sort of discretionarily spend. And, uh, ah, I got you. Know, you. Yeah. Okay. It sort of yeah. stays under that. I, you know, I've got a board of directors, um, oh, but no. I've been doing this for going on eight years. Um, Man. so they were, they trust me. As a matter of fact, I'm, I have more seniority than any of my board of directors at this point. So, um, <laughs> so they, they trust me. Uh, but yeah, that was just something that, uh, I wanted to try out and, uh, I plan to do uh, more in the future in 2021 for sure. That's fantastic, dude. I love that. I love it. Um, yeah. so let's get right into it. So what is your, let's say someone comes into the museum and they're like, whoa, what's this? And I have no idea what I'm getting into. I'm just trying to get a map of the area. And you're like, well, check this out. It's a Flatwoods Monster Museum. What is your spiel that you give people like, uh, there's got to be like an elevator pitch, like this is the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Do you have one of those? Well, I'll be honest with you. I try not to have to give that because, okay. you know, because being asked, what is this, you know, uh, like 10 different times a day throughout oh, the day. Yeah. Summer, I try to deflect that as much as possible, mainly because you're in the place dedicated to it. You could read it. You could True. watch it. You could, you know, look at all the displays and stuff so you can figure it out. But right. If pressed or if I'm on a podcast, right. Uh, this like is right now. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, burning up all this time and effort for one person for this 15 minutes, then I got to do it again in 15 more minutes. That's not fun. But to right. do it for you and all your listeners all at one time, that's totally. awesome. I'm happy to do that. Awesome. awesome. Uh, but but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Um, so all right. the 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 Flatwoods Monster incident was a sighting um, that took place in downtown Flatwoods in 1952. September 12th, um, there were uh, a bunch of uh, children uh, playing on the field next to the um, Flatwoods Elementary School. And uh, it was about <clears throat> seven o'clock or so in the evening. And uh, as they were playing, they see this uh, light streak across the sky. And uh, all the kids saw it and it appeared to land on a nearby hilltop. So um, I want to say five. It kind of depends on the, uh, the retelling that you read and what your preferred version of the story is. But the way that I understand yeah. um, five um, children aging in ages of uh, age nine up to age 15 mm. um, go to the hill that, um, that this object appeared to land on. And it was very nearby, less than a mile. Um, so as they're heading that direction, in order to get to this hill, uh, they actually have to go down a road or go up a road rather where, um, the May boys live and the May boys were two of the, the boys involved, Eddie and Fred May. And, um, so they stopped at, uh, stopped at their house where, um, their mother Kathleen was and their, uh, sister. So they told uh, Kathleen what was going on. And so she decided that she better join them. Uh, and uh, there was also a neighbor or a, not a neighbor, a cousin of Kathleen's visiting. And I'm not, again, conflicting reports. It's either, um, and this is Gene Lemon. And he was 18 or 19 at the time and was a Army, Army National Guardsman. 
and he was either visiting a next door neighbor who was probably also a relative or was visiting Kathleen. Um, but uh, like I said, he would have been either a cousin or a second cousin to Kathleen. And Kathleen was 32 at the time. I, I didn't right. mention that earlier. So okay. um, she got him since he's this uh, Army National Guardsman in case anything sort of not good happens that he might be able right. to help. Right. So, so this whole ragtag group of people uh, <laughs> go, go up this hill and cross a, uh, a small piece of pasture land. Um, and I want to set the scene for, for people. If they hear the word Flatwoods as a town, they would probably assume it's a flat area. This is it doesn't a, look flat from what I've no, seen. No, there is no part of Flatwoods that's flat. Not no. one per inch that's flat. Um, so even this pasture field is not flat. It's slightly uphill. Mm, um, but okay. they would have to cross one fence uh, into the pasture field, cross the pasture field and uh, over the other fence. And there was a, uh, a fairly rough but like tractor path on the other side of that fence. So they were walking up that uh, path. And uh, so at this point, it's darker. They're under, you know, the forest canopy. Uh, so they're walking at this point. They're not running. And as they're walking up the hill, they notice at the top of the hill, there is a strange uh, pulsating red light um, mm. at the top of the hill that they assume is whatever it was they just saw in the sky. And as far as they know, nobody's ever noticed it there before. So this seems like a new, whatever it is, it's new. Um, and uh, so they continue walking toward that. And as they're fixated on that, they notice um, this awful smell kind of fill the air around them. And uh, I believe some of the witnesses described it as like a sulfuric or, or like ozone smell. Um, like I believe one of the boys mentioned that it smelled like somebody was welding, uh, you know, that sort of smell hanging in the air. And uh, they sense movement uh, from their left in the woods. So they, they shine their one flashlight in that direction and see this um, 10 foot tall, roughly 10 foot tall figure uh, in the woods and appearing to float toward them uh, and not making much noise. Um, but as it got closer to them, emitting a, um, you know, a hissing sound. And they also believe that light was coming from the only way to describe it, it's eyes. Um, wow. But whether or not it was its eyes or not, they're not sure. But needless to say, they only saw it for a brief period of time because they were so frightened. They turned, ran back down the hill, jumping fences as they went. And uh, when they got uh, when they got back home, they called the sheriff, and uh, the sheriff's deputy was dispatched out. And but by the time they got there, it took a little bit of time. And by the time they got there and went up on the hill, uh, the light that was pulsating at the top of the hill. Um, had gone and uh, there were, there was no 10 foot tall figure in the, in the woods that they wow. saw or that they reported. The only thing that they witnessed that the witnesses also saw wa was the, or, or encountered was the smell. The smell was still lingering in the air. It had become more faint at this point, but they, they could smell it. But otherwise, mm -hmm. as far as I know, there's been, there was no other evidence retrieved unless it was retrieved the following day when a, uh, a small group of, um, I think, I think these were also army national guardsmen, but I'm not hundred percent sure were dispatched to the area to come check it out, um, as well, but they were, um, ordered according to the, uh, the commander, um, 
uh, that was that was operating there that day, they were ordered to if they found any evidence to send it back to uh, D.C. Um, for any sort of analysis. So if anything was found the next day, uh, we wouldn't know about it anyway. Hmm. Wow. That's something else, man. Uh A cool story. Um, in your, so in your, uh, opinion, do you think, you think we're, when, when we're talking about Flatwoods, uh, Flatwoods, uh, monster, we're talking about probably a space visitor or maybe something from earth. What, what do you think? I don't know. Um, yeah. In my in my estimation, if it was something that was not misidentified, mm. which there's a lot of things that have to line up for yeah. that to be something conventional, at least for me. Um, and I I know Freddie May, one of the witnesses who was uh, ten at the time, and that's something that he w- often wondered too. If he if he saw something that was alien or just some sort of piece of um, uh, technology. Uh, that he just wasn't aware of. But the thing that, that gives him pause and gives me pause too, is he said what he saw, um, he's never seen anything like it since. So it, it stands to reason if it was some sort of piece of technology, at some point it would become, you know, not secret. It would become, you know, something that, that you could go to a museum maybe and see, and there's nothing that really looks like that. So that's what makes him think that if it's that if it's not something earthly, that's the reason why, you know, that's sort of why he thinks that. But even he's not he's not sure, but it would stand a reason, uh, you know, potentially something coming from, you know, definitely coming from the sky and yeah. whether it's outer space or not. That's up for debate, dude. What if like at the end of like 180 days, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the government comes out with all the stuff and it's all Flatwoods monster. Would that just <laughs> blow your mind, Andrew? Like you would be the luckiest man alive. Cause you'd be like, come to the museum. The government just said it's here. Let's party. Admission is right. free, but you can buy this amazing t-shirt foreshadowing right. for, for future questions. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting oh, if more info came out about the Flatwoods monster. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have to think that there's a lot more to it than just our event. But if it was tied to something greater, you know, that would be interesting. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, it leads into uh, a question from Instagram. So Jonathan uh, at Western Bigfoot Exploration. Uh he, he says, can you clarify the whole deal with the gas that people say was present after the sightings? Do you have any more thoughts about that gas at all? Or, um, I mean, there's not really a lot to go on except for stories, no. right? It's like once gas is gone, it's gone, you know? Like, Right. Well, know. yeah, as far as I know, it had dissipated to the point of not, you know, not being noticeable the next day because I don't recall anybody ever talking about it mm-hmm. other than that night. And of course, you know, the local sheriff wouldn't have had anything to analyze. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not. Hanging in the air. So, so between, you know, uh, a, uh, you know, beautician uh, with no scientific background, a handful of kids, you know, and uh, a couple of, uh, you know, sheriffs and deputy, there's, there's nothing to go on other than, you know, their, their best bet at uh, just describing you know, describing what they saw. So there's really, 
there's there's really no further detail other than yeah what what would be a guess you know everything beyond that would be a guess it's it's so close to the show stranger things it's scary because you got the kids you got the deputy hopper or sheriff hopper and then you've got you know beautician joy like I was looking at photos that you have, like there's some videos and you have the photos. I watched it a lot of things in the last few days, but it's like, it's, you get stranger things vibes from this story. It's such a cool story. You know, it's funny. I, I'm a big fan of that series and I'd never thought about that. But now that you mention it, I'm going to have to look into the origin of that. And I wonder if they took any inspiration from it. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot of, a lot of real similar vibes for sure. Yeah, I know it takes uh, inspiration from a lot of things and people are going to be calling me out like, oh, you should know that, Jeremiah. But it's like it's it's I know it's other stuff in there, too, as as well. Um, but, uh, well, let's continue. So are there um, are there sightings of the monster that have been reported recently or or not really anything in recent times then? Nothing that that is that bears a great resemblance to the Flatwoods okay. monster. Uh, nothing that I know of. Now, what's interesting is, you know, uh, I'm appearing on a podcast called the Bigfoot Society. Um, True. So I should mention um, our area does actually have some reports of Bigfoot encounters. I bet. Um, and here's what's crazy, though, is I did I wasn't even aware of them up until maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, and I started looking into it and I found at least four or five. And there's one really weird one. Um and I'm going to have, if I had, if you had to put a gun to my head to tell me, uh, you know, which it, I wouldn't like, but like, we'll if it was like, that like, like, do you think this is real? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have to say not in the least as, the, but it was reported in a newspaper, wow, but it okay, was reported cool, cool. Um, a long time ago. I'm trying to actually mm. bring it up. So I say all the right things. Um, but uh it was record. It was reported in a newspaper in Florida, and it was a it was a wild man report from um, your area. Yeah, it, it wow. what's well, from it's from Flatwoods. Okay, um, and uh, I, I'll bring it up right now. Um, it's actually if you go to our website braxonwv.org, you can find mm-hmm. all this stuff on here. But we've got a page just on dedicated to the to the reported Flatwoods, you know, or reported Bigfoot sightings that we know of. And this one that I oh, was talking awesome. about, it's from, it's called the Flatwoods wild man. Mm. And this uh, supposedly took place. No, it was published March 8th, 1919 in the wow. evening, the evening telegram um, in uh, I believe Tampa, Florida. That's if I'm awesome. not mistaken. I might be getting that part wrong, but I know it is Florida. I know it's Florida. Um, but anyway, but it, it goes into talking about a, a guy, the, the witness talking about going to a lodge meeting, um, but didn't say which mm. lodge, but just a lodge okay. meeting and a, a guy coming out of the woods um, dressed in like basically a loincloth uh, scaring, you know, scaring the heck out of everybody. And that, and that nice. this guy like pulled out a pistol you pulled out a pistol and started shooting at whatever this thing was and that it ran yeah. back to the woods the only thing that's interesting though is it mentions uh people by name and i think it mentions you know it mentions um 
like uh, specific locations like so-and-so's house or so-and-so's garage. And I've been trying to figure out if I can confirm if any of these people would have ever lived or existed in Flatwoods. But so far, I've not been able to turn up anything. But, you know, again, this reports from 1919. Right, right. So who knows? But uh, I've actually talked to Seth Breedlove about this from Small Tail Monsters. And totally. he, he, he agrees with me that he thinks that this was just written to sell a few more papers in Florida. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they uh, just randomly picked an area. Like, right. <laughs> like some, some place. place sounds good. Yeah, but it's so funny that they would have picked yeah. Flatwoods of all places. Right. Yeah, it's very uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, there. But there's other stories that go back, you know, more recently. Um, and uh, I actually know really well the owner of the Sutton Lake Marina, and he's uh-huh. told me that. And how he didn't ever tell me about it sooner. Uh, but whenever I first started digging up um, supposed Bigfoot sightings in our area. I talked to him about it. He said, you know, it's funny you mentioned that every now and again, we get people renting boats to go around the, the border of the Sutton Lake to, to hunt oh, for big. Oh man, no way. Yeah. That's so awesome. I don't know if anybody's ever been successful, but, uh, but I mean, it's enough where, you know, people are renting boats. So time for another museum in Flatwoods. Well, actually there's, <laughs> there's some folks here. Um, in my area that have a like kind of a throwback uh, store called Mountain Laurel Country Store. Yep. And they actually have a lot more room than they're currently utilizing. So I'm trying to twist their arm to have like a a West Virginia Bigfoot museum. Dude. Oh, Andrew, do it. Come on. That's amazing. Like that's such a good idea, dude. I love it. You should go for that. A hundred percent. I'll, I'll make sure they go and listen to this podcast. That way they get a little bit more motivation that that's for real. So let's say you're, uh, you're just meeting someone for the first time and you're like, Hey, I'm Andrew. I work, you know, I'm the curator for the Flatwoods monster museum. And like, how do you, what's your really basic summary of like, how do you explain what that is? Like, what is the museum? I don't think I've ever had to explain it. (laughs) Uh, now that I think about it, um, (laughs) I don't really, I, I end up not really talking to too many people that I don't know pretty intimately and have for a long time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what would I say? I don't know. I would, I would probably just start off with, you know, run the Flatwoods Monster Museum. And I'm sure the questions would ensue. <laughs> <laughs> so then I would just answer them as they, as they came. I, I really don't have, much of an answer. Um, in, in, honestly, in, in, in all honesty, the Flatwoods monster museum was a kind of a slow development. Um, it started okay. out as, um, a, as you mentioned at the top of the show, I'm the executive director for the, um, Braxton County convention of visitors bureau. And, um, you know, I've worked for the bureau for almost eight years. Oh, wow. And, but the, the Flatwoods monster museum, has only existed since October of 2018. So Mm. I was doing a lot for them way before this. And at our last office location, um, we had like kind of an area for, uh, you know, area information and that sort of thing, like displays for area information. And 
we had some extra room. So uh, we had a glass case that was sitting around and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. I just dusted it off and moved it to the front of the, of the, of the storefront or the, the office and just started filling it with stuff. And the first things I started filling it with was Flatwoods monster related items sure. uh, because, uh, you know, I found it interesting and I noticed that a lot of people visiting the area or visiting my office, if, if they weren't there for something pretty normal and conventional, um, it was that like, that was either it, it was either something like you said before, like they are looking for a, uh, you know, a roadmap or they're wanting to know anything they can do that relates to the Flatwoods monster. So totally. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. So I thought having some displays about it would be interesting. And that just grew and grew as soon as it started, it just didn't stop growing. And then, um, about mid 2018, we had to find a new, um, place for our office. Okay. And, uh, so my board in their infinite wisdom, they decided we needed to be somewhere in a downtown area of Braxton yep. and have a big visitor center. So, so my thought was we don't need a big visitor center, <laughs> but if we're going to have a big visitor center, it needs to also be a Flatwoods monster museum. Mm. So my board would okayed it. And so that's what we did. So this, this also acts as the Braxton County uh, visitor center. Uh, but truth be told, um, 89% of all foot traffic, if not more, are explicitly for the Flatwoods Monster. So it was a good That's move. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. No, it's the smartest thing I think you guys could have done. How much is admission to the museum again, Andrew? Zero dollars. That's fantastic. Yeah. My goodness. What now, deal. I don't want anybody to think they're going to be walking into uh, the Smithsonian or anything like that, but it's pretty cool. And um, we have just about everything you can have relating to the Flatwoods monster. We have it, we have it on display. We might sell it. So, um, so that's a thing. That's another thing too, is we carry a lot of souvenirs and shirts and stuff like that. Um, so that seems to be half the reason why people show up is because they want their Flatwoods monster shirt and there's no other way to get it. So, Hey, that, that leads me into the next Patreon question. Actually, the, the okay. segues are incredible in this episode so far. Um, I'm great at them. <laughs> Jacob Haskin from the Patreon. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Patreon member. Go Patreon. Uh, his question is, how do you feel about having the best merch game when it comes to cryptids? Wow. That's very nice. I know. I don't right? know if I would agree, but it's very nice. Wow. I mean, if you go to the, to the Mothman's gift shop, I mean, it's extensive. And it's it's cool. And they they carry, as a matter of fact, some occasionally I straight rip off, you know, and I do no. Yeah, don't occasionally edit this episode. I'm just no, kidding. don't edit it out. No, because <laughs> I because I also think occasionally they borrow ideas from me. Um so so it's okay. It's and we uh we have an amazing working relationship with the um the Mothman Museum. That's good. That's good. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Wamsley over there has, yep. has done a lot, you know, for me and for us. As a matter of fact, if anybody is happy that there's a Flatwoods Monster Museum, you could pretty much thank Jeff um, mm. because uh, I got to meet him a couple times uh, before we actually established it. And anytime we would talk, he would always tell me 
you know, uh, why don't you have a Flatwoods Monster Museum? And in my mind, I was wrong, but in my mind, I was thinking nobody would be interested in a Flatwoods Monster Museum. Uh, and he said, yes, they would. I promise they would. Um, so it's sort of his goading that, that made us do this anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. How soon will it be until there's a overly muscular Flatwoods statue in front of your uh, museum? <laughs> well, there's a funny story about that, actually. Is um, there really? Yes. Go ahead. Well, well, it's also kind of a sad one. Um, oh, okay. Well, but this was probably four or five years ago, maybe longer, um, that I was looking into the idea of having a statue made to have somewhere. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I didn't even have a place picked out. And I think through different channels, I ended up getting to talk to the man that actually made all those stainless yeah. steel statues that yep. are in Point Pleasant. And a lot of people probably don't know, you know, there's the Mothman one there, but I think he made like there's five others there. yep. yeah, that are in the town. Yep. So I thought, well, that'd be cool if we could get the guy to make us like basically a matching set. Oh, totally, dude. That's just not in Point Pleasant. It's here. And I called him and talked to him. And uh, he said, if I would have gotten a hold of him like two years earlier, Ugh. he probably could have did it. No and the way. Reason, the reason why he couldn't, it was twofold. He said his supplier that he got his stainless steel from hmm. went under, oh. and and that he had he had been pretty ill. I think I'm pretty sure he he died sometime later of uh, cancer. He has passed on. Yep. Yeah. Which is and uh, so I think he was already dealing with that, you know, pretty late stage. So he would have been too weak to do it anyway. But he was so pumped that I called him and talked to oh, him about really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. And that, that I even so thought cool. of him, which I was pumped to even be able to wow. talk to. Him. Yeah, uh, totally. But, but that's that's something we would like to see at some point. Just not yeah, sure. when. Every yeah. avenue that we look at for a statue is pretty daggone expensive. Mm, um, yeah. I bet. So uh, what we kind of have in the meantime, and it kind of serves the purpose, is, you know, our, our five monster chairs of course. Um, that we have yeah. all around the county. And they're granted, they're made of wood, uh, but they, they're shaped like the, the monster um, and they're 10 feet tall. So they're pretty big and, and cool looking. And they're chairs. You can sit on them, you know, take your selfies and that sort of thing. So so we kind of have a stand in in the meantime anyway. And a wood structure is a lot cheaper to have made than a metal, you know, mm -hmm. metal. Sculpture. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Jacob has a follow up question, which is what's your uh, what's your favorite piece of merch that you've ever had for the museum? Probably something that's relatively recent. Um, OK, we. Uh, there is this company based in Japan called uh, Dream Rocket Toys. Okay. And um, they have a rendition of a Flatwoods monster that I've always loved. Mm. And they've sort of, I think the way that they work, and I could be wrong, but the way that the company works is it's kind of like a piece at a time kind of a deal. Like there's very few pieces that look exactly the same every time. Um, but uh, I found them on Instagram and reached okay. out to them and the the gentleman that runs that um runs that company i wouldn't even want to try to pronounce his name because i'll ruin it but um he was very nice and was very excited that i reached out to him and i was looking into the possibility of getting a, a custom run 
made for us, which oh, wow. he was incredibly pumped about doing. So mm. we got we got a set of limited edition um, uh, a hundred of them of clear uh, yep. clear vinyl toys. Oh man, um, direct from wow. Japan. They're each individually numbered, one through a hundred. And as we sell them, we mark them off. We have a list. We mark it off. So wow. you know, if someone comes in and has to have number 40, you know, if we have it, we'll sell it to them. Uh, but that that is my favorite one just because I never would have dreamed he would that that company would have any interest in doing it. Um, but it turned out he was he was so excited to do it. Um, so that just made me pumped that, you know, an artist in Japan couldn't wait to work with, you know, this little museum in West Virginia. That is so cool. Um, I've seen pictures of those and and those are amazing. I think they're on the, your Instagram for the museum. You've got pictures of them, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. And you have to actually go to the museum to purchase those. Like that's not an online, like you got to be there to get them which yes. is pretty that, cool. That's the same with all, with all of our merch that we have. That's exclusive to us. Okay. If you want it, you got to come get it. Uh, now it. we do carry a lot of things from, you know, other independent artists that also sell on their own. Like for example, um, Liz Pavlovic. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, she's great. West Virginia native. Yeah. So she sells, so we sell like her pins um, mm-hmm. that are Flatwoods monster and you can buy from her, you know, through Etsy or that sort of thing. But yep. if it's like a T-shirt we have produced or a custom toy, uh, and we are the only ones that have it, you have to pay us a visit to come by. It. Or that's awesome. <laughs> something that actually happened a lot uh, whenever those first were announced, we had so many people like the next day. I bet come in. They would just walk in, and I would come out, you know, and say like, "Hey, is there anything I can help you with?" And they would just do this. They would get their phone, open it up say yeah um i i my friend uh told me to come and do you have any of these oh yeah you know, would show me a picture yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah i've got those so there were a lot of people um doing chores i'm folks. sure there were yeah i'm gonna pick them up oh totally dude that's crazy yeah. um what is there a history behind the name braxy uh, Braxy is kind of like the nickname for the Flatwoods monster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the history behind that is, um, there's a, a guy that I know, um, whose name is, uh, Matthew Smith. And, um, I, I know him cause he's involved with, um, uh, a, a game convention, like a tabletop game convention okay. that happens in the area. And he was developing a storyline for a, tabletop game and um he wanted to involve the flatwoods monster Mm. and he reached out to me and said hey is there any like cute nickname for the flatwoods monster you know like nessie and i said no and he said you care if i make up one and put it in my game i said no go ahead uh this was probably 2016 or so Mm -hmm. and he and i said just let me know what it is (laughs) so like a day or two later he sent me back a message that just said braxy with two X's. That is and an so IP. cool. <laughs> I said, I love it. He's like, you like it? I said, yep, I love it. I said, run with it. Um, so then I said, you know, can everybody use that? He said, yeah, go ahead. So awesome. we started using it and it has stuck. It has everywhere. Yeah. It's really <laughs> cool. Yep. 
Uh, Greg from the Patreon asks, is there a Braxy festival? And if there's not, when when will there be one? There's not really one. Uh, The town of Flatwoods has over the years, like probably over the last two decades, um, has tried to start one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's always been kind of hit and miss. Um, and it's always been kind of small scale as well. Um, I've got an idea for okay. how it could be great. Um, however, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to get yeah. anybody up. Because yeah. a lot of moving pieces that would have to decide to work together. Gotcha. To happen. So yep. I'm yep. working on that. However, a really good sign was this past year, you know, I know 2020 was, you know, wrecked because of COVID, but one shining (laughs) spot for us was uh, probably, I want to say sometime in August, it dawned on me that the 68th anniversary of the Flatwoods Monster sighting was going to be on a Saturday which it's never on a Saturday. So I was thinking I'm not going to let this Saturday pass without something special happening. And, and I'll jump through whatever hoops the local health department makes me jump through yep. and, and we'll make it work. So what we decided to do was we, um, we started out with, uh, I'm really good friends with the folks that loan the, the own the local theater. Okay. So the, the first thought was just to have a little double feature of, um, so the small town monster film mm-hmm. and my, my short film. And if you put those two together, you still don't get 90 minutes um, because they actually due to COVID, they actually had restrictions on double features. Um, oh. But since, but since put together, um, they weren't any longer than a feature length film, they could do it. So That's we did awesome. that and, and they were operating at one quarter capacity. Okay. Um, so, uh, so anyhow, so we started off with that and then I thought, well, you know, that's going to start at seven it's a Saturday and I've got this like medium sized gravel lot beside, um, mm-hmm. beside my building. Now it's, it doesn't belong to us. So I got a hold of the owners and, you know, asked, I said, Hey, can I set up some vendors out there? Said, yeah, sure. No problem. So we ended up having six vendors come out and have tables, um, Let's see. Small Town Monsters, of course, came and Seth came and set up. Um, we had Les Odell come from nice. uh, yep. from West Virginia, Cryptids and Strange Encounters. Mm-hmm. And as his special guest, he brought along the Moth Boys. Um, so good. Yep. Yeah, and, and they brought along pepperoni rolls. So they were oh, very well. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and wow. then we had Liz, uh, Liz that I mentioned before. Yeah. We had the Weird and Wild West Virginia guys. Um, and we had Dave Spinks, uh, the author and investigator. Um, oh, cool. so other than Seth, a whole bunch of very friendly to us, West Virginia natives and people that had not been able to attend anything all year. So it's a they were just, pumped. yeah, they were just pumped yeah. to get out of the house. <laughs> so, so cool. So we had, so we had to set up an outside space where the whole time during the outside space, everybody had to wear masks and mm-hmm. we had to limit a maximum of, of 20 people at any given time coming in there. Okay. But it turned out that day, there was like a perfect amount of trickle of people coming in and out that nope nice. no, was it ever an issue 
Uh, we had people there starting from when we set up at 12 at noon, going all the way to when they shut down at seven. And then uh, for our screening, I believe there were about 70 tickets sold, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much max for uh, that place at uh, a quarter capacity. Um, so all in all, it kind of was as good as it could have been. Um, I don't think we were able to actually start promoting it. It had less than a month of promotion. Oh, wow. And still that many people showed up. So that That's was awesome. a really good test run. Yeah, uh, it was. So, so that went really well. So I would like to at least keep doing something on that scale in the future. But um, I would like for it to be bigger than that. And I just realized I took like 15 minutes to answer that guy's question. But <laughs> which is which it's fine. Like I would rather like do not worry about it. Um, do you feel like the Flatwoods monster has always been popular or do you think that it is popular right now more because of fallout or how do you view that? Because I know the fallout bump just yep. made Mothman and Flatwoods and all those dudes go nuts, right? Like that must've been a trip when that roller coaster hit it was a trip it was kind of a perfect storm um but yeah. i would say you know the flatwoods monster has had its dedicated fans for a long long time and and a lot of those folks are like i don't want to use the word influential because that makes it kind of feel dirty but you know what i mean <laughs> right, they right. you know they they're people that that once they get excited about something before you know it it's going to bleed into thousands of people and then it gets bigger and bigger so um yeah but no i think the interest was has always been there but i think a couple things kind of kept it had kind of kept it down for the last (laughs) couple decades and i think the main thing was just the sheer lack of anything to do in the area that had to do (laughs) gotcha the monster now going back sometime in the 90s you know that welcome the that sign that says welcome to flatwoods home of the green monster was put up. So for the longest time, people would stop there and take a picture with it. But like, that was kind of it. Um, That's all you could really do. And um, so we started to develop those, you know, that little display that I had in my old office. And then um, we started those chairs, which that project started in 2015. And then in 2016, there was a local dairy bar in the area called the spot that was getting new ownership. And, uh, that new owner came to me and said that they wanted to make it, make it flatwoods monster related. Is there anything I could do to help? So there was that. Um, and then when we moved our office and have a bona fide flatwoods monster museum, you know, that's just made it to where it's cut loose. And like at the same time when we were establishing the museum is when, uh, fallout came out um so unfortunately though if i would have had the museum like two years sooner i bet the museum would have been in the game uh but i'm sure development yeah yeah it totally would have been yeah Yeah. just like oh man but that's okay that's okay it's it's cool it's cool but yeah but i'm sure development was finished by the time (laughs) we moved yeah but um but yeah so so it was that and then the history channel had uh, the mini series or the no i think it was two seasons of the show yep. called project blue book yep yep and the flatwoods monster was featured in episode two mm-hmm. um so i'm sure that got millions of you know millions oh, yeah. of um so so yeah 
all those things collided to just be a perfect storm. And I'm not only happy for what fallout did for us, I'm happy for what fallout did for the little town of Grafton, you know, where the mm, Grafton scene. Exactly. That, yep. That was, that was a lot less known. Um, I know I didn't come to know about it until probably 2017. Oh. Um, and it almost was like that fallout to a lot of people anyway, it brought up the notoriety and like the gravitas of the stories to like the same level, mm. like where as Mothman's always been this, you know, he's sort of the big daddy. He's the top dog. Yeah. Dad yeah. got you. Yep. He, he got his feature film in 2020. Yep. Never looked back. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but fallout has almost kind of, you know, level the playing field in in a town totally. like Grafton, you know, can, Again, just like the same thing I was saying earlier, when you start getting into, you know, like it, it, it can start to feel kind of dirty when you're like, boy, it could really help the area. But, you know, it's true. And, and I don't and think there's anything wrong with that, though. Do like what? Help help the air. Like if you're helping yeah. the area, that's amazing. Right. No one yes. wants to see flatwoods go like disappear. Like, right. I mean, if it helps the area, then do it. Like, right. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, this is a, a grenade of a question because you said you've done this for eight years. Yeah. But so I'm gonna limit it. Okay, I'm gonna limit it. Like, what are what's your top three? If I was coming to Braxton County and I was like, what's my top three bucket list? Like, top things I have to do that are awesome in Braxton County. Why are you coming for like, is it just a random Wednesday or uh, that's a good question for a weekend? A uh, weekend. And what season is it? <laughs> Ooh, Is it warm? Uh, some, that's warm. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, well, you got to come check out the Flatwoods monster museum and all totally. the things related to the, the monster. Um, but you can knock, you, you can knock out all the monster stuff in like a, a day or a half a day. Nice. Um, but, Otherwise, I would say, you know, we've got two uh, fantastic lakes um, that offer boating and fishing and swimming. Um, so, you know, I would say go swimming because nice. it's awesome. It's like going to the beach, but the water isn't salty and there's no sharks. I so love it. It's perfect. You Very won't get cool. you won't get stung by a jellyfish. Um, so I would do that. And then the third thing would probably you know it probably before covid it would have been go eat at cafe Semino, mm. and i'm hoping before too long the third answer will still be go eat at cafe Semino. okay uh, but as of right now uh, um, you know unfortunately like a lot of great restaurants in america uh you know they're taking this harder than just about anybody oh in totally yeah yeah area. Yep. um so i'm hoping that that third thing will be Go eat at Cafe Stamina. That is an amazing uh, bucket list. Is there a so Point Pleasant has the Mothman Pizza? Is there an equivalent yeah. of that in uh, in Flatwoods, like Flatwoods Monster something? Yes, um, at the yeah. spot that I was telling you about earlier, Dairy Spot. They have yeah. these great sandwiches that they call their signature saucer sandwich. Okay, and nice. there's like four of them, um, but there's one that's called uh, the Flatwoods Monster, and oh, it snap. is good. Oh, so man. that's what I would recommend. If you want to eat something 
monster related, you get that sandwich and you, you will not have any complaints. I don't think I'm loving it. It's um, like ham, ham, turkey, salami. Oh, and geez. there's this great, I think they just call it red sauce, but this great red sauce that you dip it into and eat it. And it's, it's real, real good. I'm sold. I'm totally sold. Um, let's talk about uh, the lantern for, for a little bit. Okay. Summarize what the film, the lantern is. And to, okay. so this is a film that was created by yourself, right? Like you're the main person behind this. So could you uh, summarize what the film is about for people that haven't seen it? Sure. Um, it's uh, it's a 22 minute long film with credits included um, that I made that details the history and the creation of, as far as I know, the original novelty item mm. that picked the Flatwoods monster. Um, the actual, the man that still creates them today is the same guy that created them way back when. But what's funny is he's not sure exactly when it started. <laughs> he, it's a toss up <laughs> for him, whether it's like somewhere between 1968 and 1970. Okay. Somewhere in that ballpark. So they, they were looking for, it was him along with his uh, um, civic group that he worked with called the JCs, which stood for the junior chamber of commerce. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for a way they, they were basically a a civic group that, that, you know, a bunch of do-gooders basically, and looking for a way to fund their activities. So they wanted to make something and like sell it as a fundraiser. So they wanted to do something Flatwoods Monster related. So John reaches out to some folks that he knows and ends up coming up with these ceramic figurines. And if you can see behind me, this yep. is actually my movie poster. So you got to um, go to the YouTube channel. You got to see the poster he's pointing to right now. Because if you yeah. don't, yeah. <laughs> but, cool. uh, but so they made these and they were like 12 inches tall. They were a ceramic um figure in, in more or less the likeness of the Flatwoods monster based off of this drawing uh, okay. um, that was done based on Kathleen May's testimony. Um, Very nice. So, so those were made and I believe the, the first, basically they, they did two batches early on of like 500 a piece sold those, but interest kind of trickled out about them and they stopped selling them after a while and then sometime in the 80s john decided to start back up making them again and he's been making them ever since so it's same guy same design wow. same same molds and um and they're still you know and they're 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 still produced to this day they're made uh, uh more or less like a handmade process in marietta ohio and if you watch my documentary it actually goes through toward the end like a step-by-step of how they're manufactured and how they've always been manufactured and um they're still produced like i said to this day and uh, john will mail order those um we sell them here and a few other places sell them uh as well um but uh but he he thinks he sold more of them in the last year than what's Mm. ever sold before then so really that's <laughs> very but it was, interesting yeah and the reason why i wanted to make the movie was you know there's been a lot of creative work done 
in the Flatwoods monster weather and retelling just the story as it happened or right in like fan fiction. But I've always really been interested in the the story of the lantern and how it was this first novelty item done by this little civic group in this little town in the middle of West Virginia. Um, and it was just a story that I really wanted to tell. I wanted people to know. Um, and uh, an interesting thing about that, um, <laughs> about the uh, documentaries, I'm, I'm not in it at all, um, but I was in it as a narrator at one time. And then I showed my buddy Seth a rough cut with my narration in it. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, he was like, do you want me just to tell you that it's good? Or do you want me to give you actual critiques? I said, no, please give me actual critiques. And he said, well, one, he said, you don't really have a voice for narration. <laughs> and two, if the way it's recorded, doesn't sound very good. He said, so get somebody good to record it. <laughs> so, Which is Mark yeah. Madsky. Yeah. Which is Mark Madsky. So yeah. I reached out to him and he was pumped to do it. Um, I was surprised. So I sent him um, the script that I was working off of that I'd written and, and basically told him too. I said, you know, if, if I wrote something and it seems clunky, feel free to fix it. Um, and like within two days, he sent me back an audio file and plugged it right into my, to my oh, doc. Wow. So, so I'm, I'm feel pumped that I was able to make a documentary that I didn't have to be in at all. I was able to get all the people to do all the things that I needed them to do and I didn't have to do it. So it's actually funny as um, I've had like friends and family, you know, go watch it. And they'll get back a hold of me and say, I was expecting to see you in this thing. Didn't you make it? <laughs> yeah, I made it, but I didn't want to be in it. I'm not the one yeah. telling the story. I don't know the story. I had to get it from other people. So, but it's, it's, if anybody wants to watch it, it's free. You can watch it on YouTube for free. You shouldn't even get ads before it plays. It should be no pre-roll um, or during, uh, unless YouTube's changed something um, or on our uh, Facebook uh, page. It's on there as well. So if anyone wants to go watch it, feel free to go watch it. Um, probably just search for, <coughs> excuse me, um, on YouTube, uh, search for at Braxton WV, and that'll bring up our account. Should be real easy to find at that point. Uh, and then, of course, on our Facebook, if you go to the, um, you know, at Flatwoods Monster Museum and go to our videos, it should be pretty high up on the list. So if anyone wants to check it out for free. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, yeah, another one of Greg's uh, questions was like, what's the best way to watch your film, The Lantern? And, you know, that that answers it. But, yeah, uh, I was looking at the last few days. It's actually one of the highest results that comes up if you just type in a Flatwoods Monster uh, and filter by view. Like a lot of people have viewed it, which is pretty awesome. Oh, well, that's great. I didn't know that. And an added um, perk with that, if you... Um... <laughs> I, I slightly overestimated how many people were going to come out <laughs> to that uh, screening that I was telling you about. So oh, I, yeah, ordered, yeah. I ordered 200 of these posters uh -huh. and I still have some. So if you come oh, and cool. buy a lantern here in person, you'll get a poster for free for the. That's awesome. <laughs> so that is until, awesome. while supplies last, once they run out, of course, that goes away. But <laughs> all right, we got a few more few more questions at the end uh okay. just want to check in doing good so far doing yeah well? we can go long awesome. i got all the time you need perfect perfect okay 
I like and I like asking this question to uh, people that have like a museum or what. So what what person has walked through the doors of your museum that you did not expect to see or that kind of like, whoa, you're this person. Has that ever happened? Like it just kind of blew you away. Like you're not supposed to be here, but. Huh. Or maybe you haven't experienced that. yet, Right. Well, no. I, I could kind of answer that a couple of different ways, but the first thing that comes to my mind, but they came at my invitation. Um, okay. Had I not know they were coming, I would have been floored. And there's this, there's this uh, two piece uh, duo band based out of Nashville called um, bird cloud. And oh, I saw the pictures of this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I I'm fans yeah. of this. And, um, and I just happened to see that they were playing in West Virginia um, I had no idea if their route took them anywhere close to me, um, but I reached out to them through their Facebook, uh, told them who I was about the, the museum and if they're going to be traveling route, you know, I, I 79. And they said that they were, so they, they stopped in and, um, and they, they are actually getting there right about five. So I was able to close down and sort of let them be in there privately and sort of see everything. Oh, and, nice. uh, one of one of the gals, I think it was uh, uh, Kinsey. Uh, <laughs> she asked if she could wear the mascot head for pictures, <laughs> so I let her do that. And uh, but they were they were a hoot and they're really nice. And they gave me a T-shirt and a record, um, so they were awesome. Um, and then another st- story that I have like that, I'm gonna save for your uh, oh. Patreon. Dude, Andrew, I like the way you work, man. So if you got it, if you want to hear the crazier story, you gotta yep. be a member of the Patreon, like uh like Jacob and uh Greg. And yeah, five dollars a month. We'll talk about that at the end. But good idea, good idea, man. Um yeah. we got some weird ones coming up. So who would win in a fight? Flatwoods monster or Mothman? Hmm. I'm gonna um default to uh I can't remember when it was, but I listened to, to Seth Breedlove's podcast, The Monsteropolis, and oh, it yeah, came yeah. it came up in a recent show of theirs, and um, he said Flatwoods Monster by a mile. So I'm going to go with Seth and say Flatwoods Monster by a mile. Okay, now <laughs> now we're going to make it tougher. So get ready. Um, okay. And when I say Braxy, I'm talking. Uh, I think of Braxy as being the. Um, the normal representation that's seen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. Right, yeah. Braxy versus fallout flatwoods monster. Who's going to win? Oh man. Probably, probably fallouts. If I had to guess. Cause that's like, that's the, it's like a, almost like a transformers, like crazy, like it's claws crazy. and like, like I haven't played the game, but it's like, it looks pretty wild. I watched yeah, the, yeah, I watched the Nerdist video where uh, Jessica Chobot and uh, Andrew Bowser came and chatted with you. That was pretty cool too. That must have been cool visiting with them. Yeah, but that was um, very cool. Yeah, yeah, man, that game looks nuts. Um, do you have a top? Let's say if I have. Well, I know I have people that listen to this podcast that like to consume um, documentaries. They also like to read. Do you have top books to read regarding the the Flatwoods monster that maybe mentioned yeah. anything you recommend? Well, of course, when it comes to documentaries, 
if you haven't checked it, check out small town monsters documentary. Totally. It's great. And it, it actually has um, Eddie and Fred may two witnesses in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the few times that Freddie has actually allowed himself to be interviewed. And as far as I know, the only time his brother Ed has ever appeared on film. Oh, wow. Uh, so check, check that out. Um, as far as books go, um, there's a few, um, you know, of course, um, Frank Faschino's book always comes up and it's definitely the thickest. It has the most okay. information. So um, that's the most ex- exhaustive when it comes to the Flatwoods monster incident. Um, or George Dudding has a very digestible, um, short and, re- and fairly inexpensive um, book on uh, the Flatwoods monster. Mm. Uh, we sell a lot of this book called Monsters of West Virginia um, okay. that has, it's kind of a catch all for everything, West Virginia. Oh, nice. that would so be awesome. I think that's why people dig it is it's yeah, a nice yeah. catch all. And there's a, a fairly, you know, uh, extensive chapter about the Flatwoods monster in it. Um, Dave Spinks um, earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, this year has become a blur. Um, but came out with um, real uh, real West Virginia UFOs. Um, so his nice. is specifically on UFO and alien activity in the state. And there's a rather sizable and extensive chapter on the Flatwoods Monster and it as well. So it kind of depends. Like if you want a general monster book, definitely get the Monsters of West Virginia. If you want a general uh, UFO book for the state, get Dave Spink's book. Sweet. Sweet. Yep. That's, those are some really solid recommendations. Thank you. I'm going to definitely put those mm-hmm. in the, the show notes. Um, oh, uh, la- last audience question. This is from Mr. Uh, Michael Shang, uh, oh. author and podcast host of the Mod yeah. Boys. And also, I, I'll say the actual book because it's rocking. Mothman Learns the ABCs. Check it out. It's actually in the previous episode because I just interviewed him and yeah, in in Danner, and it's like, it's you got it. Yeah, I've got it, dude. I you gotta get got my copies. I gotta get my copy soon. Oh, don't show all the pages though. I'm not. Oh, they signed it. Oh, cool. He signed it for me. You are awesome. Thanks for your support. Oh yeah, two yeah, solid dudes. Yes, two solid, amazing guys. Um, but his question is, what is your favorite cryptid or cryptid themed movie? Hmm. I'm going to, in fairness, so that way I don't show my bias. It's not going to have anything to do with the Flatwoods monster. Okay. And that's what we've been talking about for the last hour. So people need something right. different. Cool. So if they're not aware, there was a very short-lived, big, big, but short-lived phenomenon um, that struck right whenever I was at the age of starting to pay attention to things mm-hmm. in the 90s. Um, and that is a little something called rods. Rods. rods are mm. they were my favorite thing <laughs> until they've pretty much been roundly debunked as a uh an a audio like a visual phenomenon that took place in cameras like because okay. of how cameras work oh, okay um, so that they've pretty much been thoroughly debunked but before they were thoroughly debunked they were the most mysterious things and i couldn't get them out of my head for years so so rods rods would be my answer Gotcha. Oh, and so was there a movie about rods or? 
uh, I had seen several TV shows, or maybe one or really? two. TV shows. Okay, and cool. I think there might have been an Unsolved Mysteries on Rod's. Oh, sweet, sweet. And then awesome. the Monster Quest oh, covered Rod's. Oh, and when yeah, you know yeah. it, the one the one time Monster Quest found an answer, it was to Rod's, my favorite thing. So, mm. and I even I, I probably had planned, like I knew it was going to air, like maybe two or three weeks out. And I was so pumped. I was telling everybody I know, Monster Quest is going to cover rods. You have to check it out. And of course, everybody's like, what's a rod? Um, so I'd have to explain it. And then right. that showed up. And if and you can watch that episode. It's on YouTube, Monster Quest Rods. And they figure it out. They figure out what it is. So um, it's kind of a bummer that it got figured out. I, I, I was so, I felt so deflated watching that show and it's like oh that's it oh, that's a bummer um but i loved rods and i still do they still have a a, a place in my heart i love there them. you go yep. yeah um we'll we'll end with this what is your favorite if you would had to think about the town what is your your favorite thing about the town of uh, of flatwoods Well, my my mom and sister live there, so I like them an awful lot. That's a good answer. <laughs> but other than that, uh, just the and, – and, and you could say this about most of Braxton County, really, but Flatwoods in particular, you know, it's, um, it's just a, a nice down-home town where everybody still knows everybody, everybody mm. still looks after everybody. Um, so the, the, just the small town vibe of it that probably really has since when the Flatwoods monster was seen, the only thing changing being technology, you know, everybody has cable and the internet, right. But otherwise it's still pretty much the same. So, you know, if you want to feel like you go back in time a little bit and maybe, you know, and also experience like the very nice people. Mm -hmm. you know this is yep. to come for that that is awesome that is awesome every everyone uh when they can um when you know when you're able to definitely check out the flatwoods monster museum also i'll do a little shout out here for the small town monster squad uh, their community they have uh there's actually last last i checked they have a uh andrew does a walkthrough of the entire museum that's current as of, I think it was a month or so it's been a little bit of time, but it's an amazing yeah. walkthrough, which is really cool. But I mean, uh, it's still on the list to get there actually in person someday. Like it's really cool. But um, let's say, you know, people haven't heard of the Flatwoods monster. This is their first introduction to it. How is that? What's the best way for people to uh, keep, keep up to date with what's going on there and uh, things of that nature. <coughs> Well, definitely, if you are on social media of any kind, mm -hmm. uh, follow us. Um, everything that's happening, you know, we're we're probably going to be the first place you'll see it. Um, so, like on Facebook, follow um, at Flatwoods Monster Museum on Twitter, where I believe it's at Monster Museum, Instagram at Flatwoods Monster Museum, and uh, on um, YouTube um, at Braxton WV. 
Okay. Go there for all our, of our, that's where all of our Flatwoods content lives as well as other area, you know, area attraction sort of information. Nice. Nice. That is awesome. Um, definitely have those in, in the show notes as well. Andrew, thank you so much for, for coming on tonight. Uh, Andrew is going to stay on and he's got some uh, stories he already alluded to. He's going to share. So I'm, I'm excited as well to hear what they're going to be. Uh, if you want to hear the extra stories from Andrew, uh, you can help support the podcast. Uh, things are getting crazy. There's more people joining literally every day. It's pretty wild. Um, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. $5 a month. You can hear what Andrew has to say. You can hear crazy ghost stories from Cliff Berkman. There's all sorts of weird stuff in there. We have a good time, but Andrew, thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, we love what you're doing. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Special thank you to my new friend, Andrew Smith from the Flatwoods Monster Museum uh, in Braxton County, West Virginia. Go ahead and visit them when you can, as we said before. Uh, it's on our list, and we can't wait to get there. Thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. We have Surfetes, uh, Josh Sewage from the Starfall Collective on Twitch, Greg Morrill from Order 66, a Star Wars podcast, with Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands, Daniel Fuller with Caveman Resale on eBay, Connor Anderson. And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And uh, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot, Bigfoot.Society at Bigfoot.Society. And if you've got a story to tell and it's related to cryptozoology or the unknown, don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at Bigfoot Society. I'd love to uh, share your story with the world. Let's uh, get it squatchy. <laughs> One last thing, guys. We need to talk about the new Clubhouse app. Uh, it's currently in beta. It is an audio-only platform. I am currently setting up uh, the cryptozoology community on Clubhouse. So if you have Clubhouse, look up uh, my name, which is public and out there, Jeremiah Byron. And um, it's username at Bigfoot Society. Add me so that you can be in the Clubhouse Bigfoot Society room that'll be happening every week at uh, Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a great time. We've got a lot of people already in there. Uh, you're going to get hooked, so check it out. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to align any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or thank you. And now, for a moment of zen. You guys have been...